Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings, 8 to 9.30, or anytime you like as a podcast on the Tom Bernard app at TomBernardShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. Howdy. Good morning. We're going to hold off for about six minutes on talking about the Super Bowl because we've got to get Phil in here, and there's a lot to talk about. I'm sure we'll be talking about it all day, but... Um... Yeah, it will, uh, we'll get to it. There are some things I really like, some things I couldn't stand. <laughs> a couple of people I now hate, but you know. Oh, no. <laughs> people you now hate. I mean. Not really hate, but it's just not my kind of deal. Mm. You know, we'll, we'll talk about it when Phil hops on with us, but uh, I did watch the game last night with uh, my lovely wife, Catherine. I did not see halftime because Jude had to poop. <laughs> So we took him out during halftime and got back. Literally, just when they played the last note, we walked in and the game started out right after that break. That's incredible. Incredible timing. The, the timing was wonderful, and he was <laughs> very happy that he got outside, I'll tell you that. But they're getting rave reviews on the halftime show, so it must have been pretty good. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was good. I didn't watch most of the first half of the game i had a my friend brought his one and a half year old over so i spent oh, most God. of the time chasing him around my <laughs> kitchen as he's trying to open up all the all the doors and cabinets and get into like the tupperware and so yeah not a lot of football more so just playing with a one-year-old <laughs> you know what's hilarious about that my two-year-old grandson this is how okay so you two guys are me and i'm my grandson so ask me a question uh how would you have for breakfast Ah! <laughs> everything he screamed. He just goes, ah! after everything I say to him. That's such a two-year-old thing to do, isn't it? Oh, yeah. He's trying to probably just get a reaction out of you, watch you make a face, and I'm oh, going to do it again. I wouldn't doubt it at all. That kid is going to be huge. Jesus. He's two years old, and he's like three feet tall already, for Christ's sake. Like, <laughs> or a little over that, I guess, but... How, how would this happen? Because maybe somebody can explain it to me. Because he's got muscle already. Where did that come from? Or is it just inherited or what happens? He was doing, like, crunches while in the room. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. He's doing sit-ups, screaming yes, at me. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I love the kid. He's a great kid. He's a very, very smart kid. He's just... Well, he's Andy's son. How could he be a dummy, right? Oh, right. yeah. He probably came out, came out the womb with a college degree and <laughs> ready to go to, like, eighth grade. <laughs> I already made my first – well, it's not a major mistake because nobody else would even know about it if I didn't talk about it. But I got all these messages and this and that and the other thing. This one woman was, uh, you know, at wit's end because her son has gained some weight and she wanted him to lose the weight said, Tom, you know, you've been good at, you've dropped 50 pounds. And as a matter of fact, today's the first day I'm going to start. I've decided to get down to 214 pounds, which is the lightest I've been since I was in ninth grade. Damn. I literally but, shot up to 6'1 and weighed 215 when I was in like eighth grade. Hmm. So we're going to get back down to 214 because that's even lower than I was in eighth grade. So that's good. <laughs> there right? you go. Yeah. 
so I read this message, and it's really heartfelt, and it was just wonderful. And she said, Thomas, he just doesn't want to lose weight. He doesn't want to go on. I said, you've lost a lot of weight because I've already lost about 50 pounds. But I want to lose probably, I guess it would be about 51, 51 more to get down to 214. I weigh about 265 now from 315. So the unfortunate part of that, she said, is there any way, Tom, you could find time? Would you would you mind giving him a call? And she, she put his phone number on the on the text message. Or not text message, but the Facebook posting. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I text her back. I'll call him tomorrow afternoon. She never responded. I got up this morning and looked at it. She sent me that message six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get used to this because it all pops up like it's brand new now, right? Uh, could you imagine if you would have just called him <laughs> instead of messaging? No. Hey, this is Tom Bernard. Uh, I think you should lose some weight. He's like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> I hear you're looking to drop a few pounds. That would have been very cool. Hey, I heard you're a giant. Like, who the hell are you? What are you, what are you calling me for? Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. It was 2018. <laughs> See, I'm just, I, I'm just getting used to how this, because I will be honest with you. Looking at Facebook from 12 years ago to as it is now, it's mm-hmm. nothing like it was 12 years ago. There's all this new stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know? the, it. I remember back in the day, I felt like it was just everybody playing Farmville and whatever other random yeah. games on there. And yeah, now it's just uh, more or less just a cesspool of grossness on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know. You know what's hilarious about that? I have not had one negative comment so far. I don't yeah. know why. Maybe all the assholes sleep late or something. I don't know what. The, yeah, I haven't had one negative comment. People joking around with me and all that stuff, mm-hmm. which I thought was very, very nice, but... You know, it's just one of those deals where I just, uh, I better pay attention to when this email was sent to me next time. (laughs) Okay. And it also is kind of weird because it keeps a tab of like all the, the last I checked was like 27,000, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then you go back and it's hard to find again. Why does that stuff disappear so easily? Uh, Tab of of what? Like your messages? Yeah, messages or that kind of... I mean, I think it's far too involved now. It used to be very simple, and now it's really involved. Why is that? Yeah, I don't know. Well, they will have things set up where it's like you'll get a notification. Hey, you haven't talked to this person in forever, or it's this person's birth. Like, they cycle through who they recommend you talk to. It's not necessarily based right. off of, like, who you want to. Yeah, so I'll catch up. I'll get... I'll, I'll catch up with the whole... The one thing I did notice that was kind of nice, that uh, I think about seven years ago, Chuck Foreman sent me a friend request. So I answered it today. So <laughs> hopefully Chuck and I are still friends, and hopefully he'll still talk to me, Damn. if you know what I mean. I'm sure, yeah. Chuck's <laughs> one of the great guys I've ever met in my entire... I love that guy. You guys know Chuck at all? Uh, I've never met him, but very familiar with uh, his work as an outstanding member of the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Should have been given the ball there, bud. Yep. Not Brent McClanahan, but Chuck Foreman. But, but and look, I know Bud's gone and, you know, he went to four Super Bowls, never won one. But Bud had to do it Bud's way, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't the uh, – he was definitely the old school kind of curmudgeonly. Yes. Yep. It's my way or the highway. If you don't like it, there's the door no matter who you are type of person. That's what it seemed like. We'll take a break. Be right back. We will talk about the Super Bowl coming back. 
right after this. When you go to a restaurant, you expect the chef to be an expert, correct? You expect your auto mechanic to be an expert when it comes to fixing your car. You judge them both by the results of their work. Josh Arnold is an expert in investments and planning your financial future. Josh Arnold is my expert, and he should be yours, too. I talk to Josh every week, and he understands the market, the economy, and he knows how to plan for your retirement. Don't put it off another day. I trust uh, Josh myself. He's a great guy. Does a great job, too. The man with your plan is Josh Arnold. Call Josh now for a no-obligation 48-minute evaluation. you got nothing to lose, and you'll have an expert planning and managing your financial future. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC Security Investment Advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk, of course. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Man, what do you think of that action? Huh? Have you enjoyed Minnesota's non-winter this year? Do you want to enjoy the warmth whenever you want? Two Minnesotans can help you live that dream. Matt Carlson from Realty One Group Destination, Key West. Uh, he grew up in Lit- Litchfield, Minnesota. Started out helping his friends and find they're finding homes, you know, locally, things like that. And in Florida, by the way, too. And now he can help you. If you're considering living in the warmth of Florida, now is the time to reach out to your new friend in Realty, Matt Carlson. It's a buyer's market now, and your Minnesotan friend Matt can help you with a new home here or in the Florida Keys. And if you need some guidance with financing, Kristen Eklund from Coast to Coast Mortgage can help. Kristen is Matt's preferred lender, can finance anywhere in Florida, and like Matt, is one of us as she hails from the Sartell, Alexandria area. That's near Long Prairie where I was born. You know what I'm saying. So if you're looking at a new home in Minnesota or maybe that second home or retirement place in Florida, trust your new local friends and contact Matt and Kristen. As a matter of fact, two weeks from now, I'm going down to have a little dinner with Matt and Kristen. So I'm looking forward to making that trip. Visit OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest.com or call Matt at 612-791-2345. That's 612-791-2345 and work with local professionals that you can trust. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. I love that when I say you can trust, Jude starts barking. What the hell is that? Just makes the most sense, right? They can't trust you, Tom. Is that your bark? Listen to me, still barking. Oh, look who's wearing his purple daily shirt today, huh? Who's got two thumbs and is a wild shill for his own podcast. (laughs) This guy right here. And nothing wrong with that, man. We got to work sh- shoulder to shoulder, side by side, don't we? We got to get uh, some Tom Bernard show swag that we can wear on uh, on camera here. That's you know the what? next I will, step. I will get that taken care of. 
Did you hear what I did after getting them back on Facebook? I just mentioned a couple minutes ago. We're not going to no. talk a lot about it, but a uh, lady sent me a, a, a message asking if I would help out because her son needed to lose some weight. She said, you lost all that weight. And, and as a matter of fact, I'm going to lose a bunch more weight. I'm going to get down to 214 for the first time since I was in eighth or ninth grade. Wow. wow. It's going to be fun, man. And a boy. But um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, you're on oh. Facebook. You're back on Facebook. Back on Facebook, and by the way, thousands and thousands of people, you are unbelievably nice. They haven't had one negative asshole yet. Now See, now you jinxed it. Now you jinxed yeah, it. You're going to go on line. today. That's yeah. true. That's very true. But this woman sent me a message. My son, is uh, he's a good kid. He's having trouble, though. He's gained a lot of weight, and I want him to lose weight. And I know, Tom, you lost a bunch of weight. And is there any way you could talk, you know, give him a call and talk to him a little bit? So I texted her back. Yeah, I'll call him tomorrow afternoon. Never heard back from her. Then I looked at the top of the page, and she sent me the message in 2018. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Sorry about that. <laughs> Great. She pro- she's going to look at that this morning and be like, what? I don't what even, the hell? What? I don't even remember sending that. <laughs> That's the trouble. You can get yourself in trouble on social media. Oh, by, God, uh, yes. you, can be, you can be responding to old messages. You can be liking photos on accident that you didn't mean to. Right. You know? That's when you know, like, if you go, if you go to someone's account and you scroll back or something, you know, and you accidentally like something from two or three years ago, it can be construed as creepy. So, I just want to, we want to protect you there, Tom. You know, you just tipped your Minnesota hand. Where did you, uh, where did you grow up? Uh, I went to Buffalo High School in the the western oh, okay. fringe of the suburbs. How did he tip his hand that he's from Minnesota, Tevin AJ? Uh, that's I have no that's idea. That's a great question. I'm not sure. What word did I? What word did I say? You said on accident. On accident. Only Minnesotans say on accident. On accident. They do. By by, by accident. accident. Well, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying that's a very Minnesota thing. I'm proud of it. Proud of my Minnesota vernacular. And the oh, yeah, which I never say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. (laughs) I I had a friend. Might have been a Scandinavian. Hey, Tom, how you doing today? Is everything going well? His sentences would go on and on because he stretched out every word. Yes. No, it's amazing. It is, and it's it's Wisconsin, too. I've got half my family's from sort of like the lacrosse area. And, yeah, my my grandfather, who, man, he's 96 years old and still rocking it. And uh, Dare, you know, he replaces every TH with a D. Dat Dare, you know, Dare. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just have to tell people one thing, by the way. I just noticed it. I just I went for a walk this morning. It was just a wonderful walk. Had a great. It like loosens my brain up, which I kind of like. But I see on the front of my hat it says Net Jets. I was given this hat as a gift. Okay, I want you to know that. I'm it's not, not a product placement. It's not. It's not uh... product placement. I, I I wish I could afford to fly Net Jets on a daily basis like some people. <laughs> That'd be great. That's so actually what... a gift. The, the the private jet industry during Super Bowl weekend is always a bull. Oh. When the Super Bowl was here, six, I'm sure I can't even imagine what it was like in Vegas with private jets. But when it was in Minneapolis, I mean, both of the main private jet airports had just like 200 jets lined up to to get the heck back to whatever warm climate they were flying back to. Okay, I want to say two things, and then I'll shut up and listen about the Super Bowl. The number one thing, if I were the Kansas City Chiefs, I'd get rid of Kels today. Did for you his see ranting. how he was screaming in his coach's face? It was a little bit psycho. Yeah. What an asshole that man must be. You think just now because you're fake dating Taylor 
Gordon or whatever her name is. He was, did you guys see it? He was screaming in his face. I mean, he was like yeah. this far away. Yeah, he was grabbing his arm. Yeah, as far as sideline blowups go, that one wasn't great. And uh, he should be getting a lot more flack than what uh, I I he's lucky he's dating Taylor Swift because that deflects and distracts from his blowup. Well, that's only got about two, three days left in it anyway, so we can just get through the next 72 hours, and they won't be dating anymore. Well, what an arrogant asshole. I mean, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He is a really good player. But how do, even as much as I've hated some of the people, I didn't really work for them. I worked with them, managed stuff. I never screamed at them, grabbed their arm, and <laughs> screamed in their face. Like, I don't like you. You're a moron. You're you know hurting the show more than you're helping it, but I'm not going to grab your arm and scream in your face. Yeah, God, and, and and Andy Reid is one of the I think now especially after this is his fifth Super Bowl he's been to it's the what the third one that he's won he's yeah. he's on a short list of five or ten greatest coaches of all time yes but here's the fallout now that's interesting <laughs> you got all these Taylor Swift fans that have been watching football oh, for the last few months and they and they have fallen in love with Travis Kelsey and sure. oh he's this big galoot football player who's He's, but he's just a big, gentle giant, and they saw that side of him for the mm -hmm. first time last night. And so there's a lot of people on, like, Taylor Swift social media that are a little worried that, oh, there's a dark side to Good. Taylor's boyfriend. Is, Good. is he acting that way behind the scenes? Taylor in – blink twice, Taylor, if you're in danger. <laughs> Is this the type of man we want dating a right. superstar? This is exactly. his red flag. Jerk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Honest to God, I couldn't believe seeing that. And, you know, the coach is just looking at him like, what the hell is wrong with you? you don't grab me and scream it. And he was literally an inch away from his face screaming at him. Yeah. And kudos to Andy Reid because there's yep. a lot of coaches yep. that if are in that situation, that's going a lot differently. Like, you'll find yourself, one, getting cussed right back out in your face and then sitting on the bench the rest of the game. Yeah, I can prove that I never did that because I had a weightlifting coach back when I was young that's, you know, muscled up and he was a great coach and all the rest of it. Yeah, I can prove that I never screamed at him or grabbed his arm. Hmm. I'm still alive. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he would have beat the piss out of me yeah. if I ever did that to him. And like Andy Reid seems like, I don't know, maybe he's different yeah. behind the scenes too. Maybe he can be a pain in the ass, but yeah, he seems knows. like such a nice guy, you know, mm. just little walrus mustache, you know, just calling plays. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to make an observation. I want all three of you to, to give me your take on it. The first half of that game, it appeared to me that Patrick Mahomes was bored stiff. He wasn't throwing on target. He was throwing behind his runners a couple of times. The first half sucked. And then all of a sudden he woke up and went, oh, it's late in the fourth quarter. I suppose I better play and win this thing. Yeah, That's no, it was, it was, it was, there's been a couple of these types of Super Bowls. This might've been the, the number one version of it where it's like a, you know, like a three and a half or four hour production, including, mm -hmm. you know, halftime and everything. And the first three hours are just kind of meh, just kind of mm -hmm. not really super entertaining. Right. The football's not right. great, but then the last hour of action yep. from like the end of the third quarter into the fourth and then, and then overtime was of all the what 58 Super Bowls, it's gotta be top five, like, rush to the finish line excitement. And Patrick Mahomes, I know we're going to be debating this all across, you know, sports radio and sports TV. Is he the greatest of all time? I mean, he's going to play for another 10 years. But I have yeah. personally never seen a quarterback able to do the things that he can do under the pressure with, 
I mean, they traded away his best wide receiver two years ago, and he yeah. just won back-to-back Super Bowls without the weapon. So he's incredible, man. He's unbeatable right now. Yeah. But you're comparing him to Vikings uh, managers so, and coaches, so it's it's a pretty far bridge. Let me Tom, imagine watching that game last night. Imagine watching that game last night, waking up today, and you're the Vikings and saying, you know what our answer is? Well, here we go, boys. The offseason starts today. Yep. How do we respond? How do we build this yep. team? Let's throw another 40, 80 million dollars at Kirk Cousins coming <laughs> off a torn Achilles. Let's yeah. get everyone fired up to go nine and eight maybe next year and get bounced in the first round. No, don't do that, please. You're right. Yeah. Pretty hard to argue. Well, and it yeah. felt like yesterday the Chiefs, and especially in the first like three quarters of the game, did everything they could to let the San Francisco 49ers win the game. And then the 49ers were like, yeah, we don't want to win this just as much as you don't want to win this. (laughs) Like, and and now of course with Brock Purdy, who played relatively well, but he just didn't go, you know, capture the game. They're uh, already talking Kirk Cousins. Is he going to be in San Francisco? Is Kyle Shanahan fed up with Brock Purdy? (laughs) It's going to be a wild talker. I mean, it's going to be the next month and a half is going to be a lot of Kirk Cousins speculation. Mm -hmm. So get ready. Let me uh, throw this out at you guys and see if you saw the same thing that I did. During the game, they a couple of times showed the former quarterback of the 49ers, a guy named Joe Montana. Yeah. He looks younger now than he did when he played. He looks great. He yeah. looks phenomenal. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, he's, uh, I don't know if he, was he on Ozempic or something? I don't know what he was doing, but <laughs> he he's never really gotten fat, though, right? A lot of old football players, you know, you go to the buffet about four times a week. I think he's always stayed in pretty good shape, but he does look, he's got to be pushing 70, right? Oh, he's older than I am, I think. Uh, 67. 67? Okay. He's only yep. 67? No wonder he looks so good. Looks pretty good, man. <laughs> no, he yeah. was a phenomenal quarterback. Great guy, too. Have you ever talked to him? I've never met Joe Montana. God, no. Just the nicest guy you'd ever. You know, because he'd won it all. He didn't have to be an a-hole. I can do whatever I want. I won Super Bowls. Just a great guy. There's a great, they showed this a couple days ago on, I don't know, one of the weekend football shows. And you guys have probably heard this story, but he discovered, it was during a game in like the late 80s or early 90s, somewhere in there. And uh, the phones on the sidelines that you pick up to call the offensive coordinator up in the booth, mm-hmm. he was just kind of bored during a game that the Niners were probably smoking some team. And he, he was thinking to himself, I bet if you dial nine, you can call whoever you want on these phones on the Ooh. sidelines. So he Ooh. dials nine and calls his wife at home, like in the middle of a game. And his wife answers <laughs> and she says, Joe, what are you? Are, are you OK? Where Are you not playing football? He goes, hey, honey, I'm just. I just wanted to see if these phones dialed out, so uh, I pressed nine. <laughs> Nothing bothered that guy, you know? There's right. John Candy in the front row during a super, like fourth quarter of a Super Bowl, right? He's yep. right. Joe Cool, man. No question. You know what I loved about some of the people they showed in the stands? Most of these celebrities were wearing sunglasses. Oh, yeah. It's nighttime, and you're in a booth. <laughs> Why are you wearing sunglasses? It's it's bright, Tom. It's bright. It's big, bright stadium. There's lights, bright lights. Yeah, that must be what it was. There's no question. <laughs> or or is it possible that they uh, you know indulge in one too many edibles or one right. too many puffs before oh, the game started? I like it. Trying to keep a poker face. Um, did anybody think? And again, like I said, I, I got to tell you, this is just my opinion, of course, flat out. Uh, I have never seen a quarterback so disinterested in the first half the way that Mahomes was. Third quarter, he was halfway home, 
And then the fourth quarter, he just kicked it into high gear and kicked everyone's ass. That's just, he's that good. I think when you when you reach that, because he's, what, 28 years old, and he's yeah. already, he's been to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl four times or whatever. You know, it's like he just, there's a certain level of football stimulation that doesn't do it for him anymore. You know, he it's like he sadistically, masochistically needs to be trailing by 10 points in the second half of a Super Bowl. It's like, okay, now we go. Now we go, boys. Yeah, it's it's almost that LeBron James kind of we're going to coast through the first three quarters because I know at the end I'm good enough to just turn it yep. on and there's nothing that you're going to yep. do to stop me. Like yep. when it got to overtime and San Francisco got the field goal, you're like, well, Patrick, he's just going to go down and score now. Like it's just a foregone conclusion. Yep. There was no doubt, you know, I think, in anybody's mind watching that. I think I have to agree with you 100%. He just kind of waited around until, oh, it's time to win the game. Okay, well, mm-hmm. I'll win the game then. Jesus. And by the way, half the players, I don't know if you guys saw the quotes after the game, like the 49ers players admitted they didn't know the new overtime rules because as of now, both teams get at least one possession in overtime. And apparently the Chiefs, because Andy Reid is one of the most detailed, greatest coaches of all time, Andy Reid started teaching these guys in training camp, looking ahead to, hey, at some point when we get back to the Super Bowl, we're, we're going to get the ball and it's going to be this situation. And Niners players were like, I don't know. We, we were trying to figure it out on the sidelines during the coin flip. <laughs> so well, they even explained it weird when they did the coin flip, they were like, this is just another quarter of football. We're playing it like it's a regular quarter. And it's like, so we're just going till zero and it's going to be back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So they did. The refs didn't do a great job of explaining it, but yeah, the four Niners, that's inexcusable for not knowing. Yeah. How yeah. It goes. No, it's your job. It's your job to know everything you need to know going into that game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you'd think. It's kind of like doing radio or podcasting. you got to know everything just before you crack that mic. You do. you got to be well prepared. you got to know when those breaks are, Tom, how to sweep those quarter hours, you know? <laughs> well, there's, for instance, I know we have one more minute left. Why? Because I'm observing. Because you checked the rules of the game before the, the game started. The game. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so all in all, I thought it was a pretty boring Super Bowl because neither one of the teams played very well for the first three quarters. But then in the fourth quarter, when it mattered, he stepped up. So he's been in four Super Bowls and won, what, three of them? Three of them. And the only one he lost was against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay That's Buccaneers. Right. That's exactly right. Now, so you match it up. And I. this pains me to say this because I, I met the guy a few times, a great guy, but so four Super Bowls, is that better than your dad's three DUIs? No, it's, yeah, it's, oh, it's, wow. Yeah, it's three, <laughs> three Super Bowls, three DUIs, yeah. <laughs> Did Patrick, Senior make it to the game? Was he? I think he was I at the game. I, don't I would know. assume I so. I don't think Patrick made his dad sit in the, uh, the drunk tank overnight to miss the Super Bowl. <laughs> Hopefully he uh, found an Uber ride back to the hotel yeah, after the game. Yeah, that would be nice. That would so. be very nice. <laughs> so overall, you're, to close out here, Phil, your overall take on a game yesterday. My overall take on the game is Patrick Mahomes is unbeatable. He's the best football player I've ever seen in my life. And uh, good luck to the Vikings trying to figure this out going forward. Yeah, Go build a Super Bowl team with this guy in the league. Sorry. Yeah, his dad pitches here, but we had no interest in looking at this kid. He's been around you for how many years and you didn't know it? I know. We should have been cultivating that relationship back in 1992, yep. and we missed, we missed our chance. That right. You're absolutely right, because people don't pay attention. There's no question about it. I'll close with this. This is a good Phil Mackey thing to close with. I go out and walk, you know, six, seven miles a day. So every morning I get up and walk three miles before this show starts. There's something I've noticed with uh, Gen Z women. If they have a dog, 
um, you better be careful because they're walking the dog, they're holding the end of the leash, and they're looking at their phone walking down the street. You have nowhere to go on the sidewalk, and they they, they don't even know you're there because they're looking at their phone the whole time. It's like, where do you want me to go, lady? Your dog's way left, you're way right, you're not paying attention. I got nowhere to go except out into traffic. That dog could Ugh. be six bites into your jugular by the time she looks up from her phone and sees a exactly. bloody mess on the sidewalk. Stop! And the other thing, by the way, this is not her this morning, but could you pick up your dog poop on the sidewalk? On the sidewalk. Who's That's disgusting. Oh, you see it everywhere. When you go for long walks like that, you see things you never knew existed. I will tell you. Bring an extra poop bag, dog owners, okay? That's what I will do. To, for tomorrow's show when Judd gets here. Ah! Yeah, you get it. You can never trust that guy not to poop on the <laughs> middle of a floor somewhere. Don't tell him this, but I think the world of that guy. He's a great guy. By the way, today is the 10th anniversary of Judd and I doing daily radio and podcast together. Oh, it was congratulations. Uh, congratulations. the day after the Super Bowl 2014. So, yes. Thank you, everybody. There's no one I'd rather speculate recklessly on Minnesota sports with than Judd Zolgad. Great guy. No question about it. Phil, yep. you're okay, too. Let me just say that on the way out. You guys are the best, as Rich Gannon says on every radio show. <laughs> I love yeah. Rich Gannon. He's a wonderful guy. All right, Pally, we'll talk to you on Friday. All right, Skull Vikings, everyone. Keep your heads Skull up. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Ladies and gentlemen, the Tom Bernard Podcast has a sweet way to treat your sweetheart. A $25 gift certificate for Grand Old Creamery is on sale this week for half price. I love Grand Old Creamery. Huh? That's 25 bucks of super premium ice cream for only $12.50. Get your favorite flavor from their 32 flavors to choose from in-store at any time. Certificates are in limited supply, so get yours now. Then redeem them at either of the two Grand Old Creamy locations on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I loved that one when my kids went to college over there. St. Thomas, St. Kate's, used to go there all the time. But now, luckily, there's one on Cedar Avenue, Minneapolis. Grand Old Creamy also offers malts and shakes, cakes, plus pints and quarts of ice cream to take home. And, of course, try their famous sweet-smelling homemade hand-rolled malted waffle cones with a whopper in the bottom. Huh? It really is a sweet way to treat your sweetheart. So act now to get your $25 Grand Old Creamery voucher for only $12.50. Visit TomBernardShow.com and enter keyword DEAL, D-E-A-L, to get yours while they last. That's TomBernardShow.com, keyword DEAL. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, five. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. In addition to having the best selection in town, K&L Surplus and Ammo also can help you sell your firearms safely and worry-free, and that's very important, obviously. If you inherited a collection of firearms from a loved one and don't know what to do with them, 
Or if you have guns you're no longer using, call Jim at KNL Surplus and Ammo. Jim can help you sell those firearms safely through consignment and auction. I know Jim. He's extremely knowledgeable, will help you get top dollar. He's a good guy, too. He will help you explore all the options and take the work and stress off of your shoulders. K&L Surplus and Ammo is on Lake Drive and Lana Lakes and open Tuesday through Saturday. You can also visit them online at www.klgunstore.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. Oh, really? We're taking some time off of your hands when you're driving to work? Is that the plan? I am definitely not driving, just for the record. I'm sitting (laughs) in a car. Who's driving? (laughs) No one's driving. I'm just sitting in my car parked. Oh, so you are at the wheel, but I can't see the wheel. That's why I was asking you. Yeah, the wheel's right behind this little device, yeah. <laughs> this little device. <laughs> Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. So what's happening, homie? I am uh, I'm hanging out in Stillwater. Beautiful oh. downtown Stillwater for a store, uh, show we're doing in uh, 20 minutes. So that's why I'm like Was this. it a misdemeanor or felony? <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not I'm not Patrick Mahomes' dad. Just uh, Oh, <laughs> that's cool. The day after he wins his 85th Super Bowl or whatever it is. I heard you guys in the last second. Yeah, I, I, understand. <laughs> I understand completely. It's our fault. Did the game go ever, the way everyone was thinking it was going to? Or Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the first half was not very good. It was okay. No. And then the third quarter was mediocre. But that fourth quarter, you just knew that young man had come firing back down that field and win the game, and he did it again. Dude knows how to get it done when it matters, doesn't he? <laughs> he certainly does, no question. I wonder, the next thing to get no, what was that, his third Super Bowl victory? Is that correct? He lost one and won three? Yep, yep. Do you think he's got enough you know, gusto now to go to his wife and say, Honey, could you shut up once in a while? Nobody's commenting. You candy asses. You be, have you ever noticed that? Any time they go to his house, she talks about five times more than he does. That that quarterback's documentary. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure it painted her in a great light. I'm not sure no. it painted him in a great light. Right. I I got a kick out of him because he's a competitor and he's all yes. you know. He just. Mm. But that said, <laughs> he definitely had a. Both of them had the ability to kind of grade on you a little bit after the, uh, you know, after it yes. kept going. You see, that's all I'm saying. There's no question about it. Now, I'll ask this question, and whatever news you want to cover, we can cover. But I've enough with the Taylor Swift and Kelsey Grammer, or whatever the hell his name is. How do, you, how dare you grab your coach and scream in his face during a game? I wanted to ask Tevin that. What would happen? If you would have done that to one of your coaches in college, Devin. Oh, it would. You're just done. You're done. Go sit down. <laughs> you know, don't even go sit down. Take your stuff into the locker room. 
have a nice life like that. It's and the NFL is different because obviously the players are getting paid a lot more than the coaches and, you know, college is a little bit different now, too, with all the NIL. But, yeah, there's usually that no matter how upset you are with the coach or with what's going on, there's that just level of respect that we're not going to have this blow up and throw a tantrum. So to see him do that is it feels almost like an out of body experience probably for him. I couldn't believe it. You know, the, I, you know, I said I had never done that to, to my boss, but I remember one time screaming at Jenny Hubbard, you know, grabbing her arm. You know. There's no <laughs> way you do that, right? Like that's. No. First of all, I love Jenny. I've known her since she was a kid. It's a wonderful person. But I had to bring it up. If there's anybody I would scream at, it'd be Jenny. What do you think? Uh, I, I wouldn't, but you've got a different relationship. <laughs> he goes, I wouldn't, but no, she's a sweetheart. No question. I, I don't know. I, just, I think of, like, my college coaches, and one of them would have put me right on my ass. I'll tell oh, you yeah. that right now. Like, had that happened. The other the other one, I can maybe see he would have been a little more maybe kind of chill like Andy Reid was, but I don't know. That's, that was That was something. Is it because of where I grew up? I don't like it when people touch me that I don't know, or there's no reason for them. I don't like that when somebody grabs my arm or something like that. Even if they do it in a friendly manner, hey, you know, doing I hate that. So for him to come up and grab the coach's arm and scream right in his face, I got to believe, if I, if I got to be honest with you, if I were the owner of that team, Kelsey would be gone today. Goodbye. Go well, play he's somewhere so, else. you know, he's so good. And he, he is. you know, it's one of those, yep. it's one of those, I don't know, even use the word privilege things. And I get it. Like you're fired up. Like it's the biggest game. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm sure if he could do it over again, he would not have touched him, you know. And I don't know how yeah, much. I would hope. I don't know how much he sort of caught him off balance or. But he's also a big dude running at him like a big bull, right? So. Mm. Screaming yeah. at him. though. I have never screamed at, at my boss. I've said stuff behind their back. Don't get me wrong. But I've never screamed in their face. I've never talked behind their back either. If I talk about somebody, I like to do it to their face. Hey, that's the honorable thing to do. It is. I agree with you. But i got to be honest with you. I kind of doubt that I'd call Stanley Hubbard and go, listen, I don't like the way this thing's running now, and I'm here to tell you. No. I don't. I mean, you could do it once. (laughs) You could do it once. (laughs) Hey, Tom, I'm going down to the lunchroom, so why don't you leave, and I'll see you never. You can do everything (laughs) once. That's exactly it. So did you enjoy the game overall? I didn't stay up and watch the whole thing because I had to get up yeah. and go to oh, work. Oh, that's true, but yeah. yeah. After, after Mahomes came back and they got him up in the third quarter there, I'm like, eh, they got it. I'm not worried about it now. So And, and I, I dipped. So, But I was happy. I like a dynasty. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know that's yeah. not a popular yep. answer, but yep. I respect winning and I respect winners. And so you got to – I respect them. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, and Chris, did you cover the 14 robberies story in Minneapolis? Yeah. And do you have any more insight on this crime spree? You know what's jumped out at me this morning? We had that this morning. So there are like 14 robberies from Saturday night at like 8 o'clock until Sunday morning, somewhere around like 1 o'clock. And the dudes had guns. They were, some people were assaulted in this. The, the piece of the thing we had in the, the tag of the story was uh, this was the police's advice. And this might have been paraphrasing and maybe this was us, but it says P- 
police are reminding you, if you're approached by an armed individual or group, try to remember as many details as you can about them, and then call 911 as soon as you're safely able. <laughs> no kidding. Should, you should call 911 after you've been robbed? Hard to believe. It really is. No question about it. I, I just like to congratulate the American politician, because look what you've done to our country, you bastards. Look at what they've done to our country. Everybody thinks they can do whatever they want, whenever they want. I mean, 14 robberies in a, what, a 15-hour period? Yeah, it's Jesus. it's pretty. And I'm, you know, I don't know. They haven't said whether it's the same group of people. I think it's kind of implied that it might be. But, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's scary. Listen, it, you got... I got a daughter who gets in a car and goes and drives around this town. And you think about that, right. that, that kind of, right. that kind of crap goes on. It's frightening. Would you have I mean, a hard thank time? Thank God it's not happening everywhere, but still. Right. Would you, if somebody like, you know, I have a daughter and I have a son, if somebody robbed my daughter or son, I would do everything I can to track them down and blow their brains out. Yeah. I'd have a hard time not killing them. I'll be honest. Oh, oh God. That, don't do those kinds of things. You know what I mean? That's that's all I'm saying. People who lose a loved one that way and and are strong enough to not do that and to and for particularly people who will like forgive somebody in a situation like that, God bless them because that that's a that's a level of uh, that's a whole different level of humanity and I, I wouldn't be there. That's for sure. Well, I'll give you an example. Two grand uncles and one of my uncles were murdered. So maybe I'm just used to it. Well, think? it shouldn't be that way, that's for sure. And by the way, my uncle was thrown off the, a building roof and plummeted to his death. So I remember you telling us that. That's... Yeah. Yikes. And by the way, I'll close with this. And I've brought this up before, but very poor. We were all very, very poor people, right? So it's time for the funeral. My Uncle Augie, who was thrown off the building, I loved that man. I thought he was a wonderful guy. 6'3", probably about 220, tough bitch. so it had to be a a gang effort but i uh, went to his went to his funeral he was six three the coffin he was in was about five feet long and i went what's this turned out they cut his legs off at the knee and tucked him under because we couldn't afford a casket big enough to hold him oh <laughs> haven't i had a wonderful oh. life look at the great memories i mean i would say having had one of my legs cut off at least yeah. he was dead at least yeah. he was dead when it happened. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point. All right, Palomino. Well, a magnificent report from Studio A there. I'll, uh, I'm going to go in, and uh, we're going to celebrate Paul Bunyan's birthday today. It's going to be a huge right. day. How about you got big plans for uh, for Wednesday, little Valentine's Day? <laughs> yeah, I'll probably go to bed around 7 and not see my wife. How about you? There's <laughs> <laughs> a possibility. It could be. Chris, thank you. As always, Pally. Bye, guys. See ya. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. Chris Eggert, as always, doing a masterful job, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Nothing holds him back. He's all, Whether he's on location or not, he makes it work. Nobody, does, nobody performs better in their car. I'll say that. Yeah. Well... That's just a given, isn't it? He's just yeah. that superior. He's a primetime mm. player. I'd like to see a Bob Sansevier sports report from his car, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Tom. How you doing, Tom? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll take a break and be right. Speaking of Bob Sansevier, we'll take a break and be right back with Bob Sansevier.
who I'm sure has heard all of this and will be very happy. <laughs> Mike Lindell and my pillow employees want to thank my listeners for all your continued support. Yes, thank you. To thank you, they're having an overstock clearance and new product sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code TOM and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and get 50% off the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Six-pack towel sets for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items such as mattresses and mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA, on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale for the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM, T-O-M, and you get free shipping on your entire order. So call 800-516-5146 or go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TOM. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. February is the month for love. When is the last time you gave your carpet the love and attention it really deserves? Have you gotten down on your hands and knees and adored how clean and refreshed it was? Or are you scared what you might see or smell maybe? Not only is your carpet one of the biggest investments in your home, but it's also the biggest air filter in your house. Lucky for you, Zero Res is going to spread the love to you and your home with their Love Your Rug Special. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at just 119 bucks and a free hallway. Don't forget Dirt and Dander's favorite hiding place, your air ducts. This month takes 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean. Call zero res right now, 952-0-RES, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, or go online at zeroresminnesota.com and say you want the Tom Bernard Show special. Protect your employees and customers by getting your business zero resified by the pros at Zero Res. Call today for your commercial cleaning estimate. Spell it forward or backward. It spells the same. Zero Res. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings, 8 to 930, or anytime you like as a podcast on the Tom Bernard app at TomBernardShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Bob Sansevier Sports brought to you by Brad Sean Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Brad Sean Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bob Sansevier comes home with yet another winner. Tom, I'm gonna, I, I got to do this. I got to do you imitating me. Hey, Tom. Tom, how you doing, Tom? <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. That's when perfect. You yeah. That's a perfect impression. I don't sound right like there. that. What are you talking about? Here? Hey, hey, Mary, Mary, where's dinner, Mary? Where is it? Yeah, where's the pizza? Hey, where is that? One of the great things in the world is that Bob and I hate each other, but our wives are best friends. So how'd that work out? I don't know. 
<laughs> Who can I, figure them? <laughs> no, my, I, you know, sometimes I like it when your wife and my wife talk, and other times it's like, I think Bob and I got roasted on that conversation. Oh, and every conversation, and it's not just with your wife. <laughs> it's with pretty much everybody. Yeah, pretty much everybody. So, so. Sanny, um, yes, kind of a boring game for three quarters, but then that fourth quarter, the man stepped up just like and, I guess everybody knew he would. Yep, and then in overtime, I mean, you don't bet against them, and was there ever yeah. any doubt? That's the question I'm asking today on my show and everyone. I mean, yeah. you knew if he got the ball – in overtime, and with the new overtime rules, he was going to. It was over. Yep. He's just uh, – what is it, Bob? I mean, obviously his dad was a professional pitcher, played in the major leagues for I don't know how many years, but quite some time, played with the Twins. Was it two, three years? It was more than that. Was it more yeah, than that? It was, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I might, might double-check, right. but I think it was more. <clears throat> Very nice guy, by the way, when he's not drinking. But anyway, moving forward. <laughs> a lot of fun when he is. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun, except for the cops. I suppose. Yeah. But, Bob, what is it about this man that he can just be lackluster as hell in the first half? He stepped it up a bit in the third quarter, but then the fourth quarter he was the Pat Mahomes we all know and just kicked everyone's he, ass. He just has a will to, he does. to take his team. And even yep. at fourth and one in overtime, he decided he was going to run the ball. I mean, he, he yep. is going to make it happen. And, Tom, you and I, and unfortunately, I mean, A.J. and uh, Tevin, I think they're too young to have appreciated you and I have seen the three greatest clutch quarterbacks of all time. Yep. Joe Montana, Tom Brady, which they've seen, yep. and now Patrick Mahomes. You're I mean, right. if I ask this question of you, who would you take to win the Super Bowl? Would you go Montana? Would you go Brady? Would you go Mahomes? Oh, my God. That's impossible. Because any one of them, you're going to put your money on them doing it. And actually, the only one who never lost the Super Bowl was Montana. Yeah, that's two right. have both lost. You know, Mahomes all lost to Brady, so that's not too shabby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's a problem. Somebody yeah. had to lose that game. Yeah, and he was very, very young. He's only twenty-eight now, isn't he? He's just yeah. I mean, he, what he's doing is, I mean, talk about the he is the goat right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. You know, and he probably will be. I mean, I don't. Do you have much doubt if he stays healthy that he won't match seven Super Bowls? He's already got three down. Yeah. Yeah, for wins. Yeah, and there's nobody that is a consistent contender that's going to challenge him and you know take him off the throne. Lamar Jackson right. always comes up short in the playoffs. It feels like, and then you've got you know Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, all have their flaws. Like, there's not really anybody that's going to snatch it from him. And, and, and Bob Purdy just... was terrific in the game. I mean, you can't yeah. blame him for that loss. No, I think you blame the coach for that loss because he. Yeah. He got away from running the ball a bit in the second half. This guy, um, did, do any of you know what the number 45 signifies? Uh, no nope. bullet that went through my back. No, that's the total number of points he has blown leads of since as an offensive coordinator, it was 25 points, 28-3 in the third quarter against the Patriots. They lost in overtime. And then he lost the 10-point lead in Mahomes' first Super Bowl win in the fourth quarter and then lost the 10-point lead from halftime in this game. I just – he's I, people say he's a great coach, but he was – they were having so much success running the ball. Why he got away from it in the third quarter and had uh, yeah. Purdy throwing, yep. I don't get it. But 
Bob, like Tom said, uh, he's 28 right now. How can any other franchise like have hope for the next like right. decade of like, yeah, we can win a Super Bowl? <laughs> it, it seems like you're playing for second best at this point, right? Well, he had this year. Mahomes had the best defense he's had since he started playing there. But Chris Jones is going to be very expensive. I mean, it's going to be tough to keep some of his defensive players with him offensively. Rashi Rice is only in the second year. They're going to get another, uh, another wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's that's going to be they'll. They, I don't think it's going to be McCall Hardman. He stepped up, and also that that when you knew that they were going to win the Super Bowl, Valdez uh, Scantling had another hit a touchdown catch. When he makes a play, they don't lose because he never makes plays. That makes total sense. Now let me ask you a question. I'm looking back. How many years ago was it where? Patrick Mahomes Sr. pitch for the Twins. When did he leave the 90s. Twins? 90s. It was in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, I could look, but AJ can find it quicker than I could. So, was Patrick, Patrick's 28, so he yeah. could have been around, He was, but he was a little he would boy, have been a baby. four years old. Yeah, yeah, and he would have been a little kid. I'm sure, I think there were stories about, unless I'm imagining, that his dad bringing him into the, the clubhouse right. when he was little. Right, exactly. But he was about three or four years old, right? Yeah, what were the years, AJ, that uh, he was here? He was drafted by the Twins and played with them from 92 until uh, 96, through 96. Oh, so he wasn't even born yet. No. no he, well, no, he could have. He would have been an infant. He could have been born. He would have been a very, very young yeah. infant. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen uh, – there, there's that infamous picture of him, like, wearing a Twins jersey. They're down on the Metrodome field and whatnot. So he was, uh, like, a toddler, essentially, mm-hmm. while in Minnesota, yeah. but on the radar. On the radar. Well, he was walking when he was a month and a half old, I think. Wouldn't doubt. Mm-hmm. Well, and if he left in 96, <laughs> that's the year that Mahomes was born, right? 96. Correct. Well, if he's 28, yeah, it would be right right around yeah, so there. I don't know. Was he even wandering the sidelines? He was an infant. Could yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, old enough where the, the Vikings should have known. They need to keep their eye on <laughs> he this was guy. two months yeah. old. They should have known. <laughs> and speaking of, by the way, it's it's going to be 50 years before long since they've been to a Super Bowl. I know, Bob. It's just the most disgusting franchise in the history of sports. Well, I then you love see... them. See, is it possible to hate them as much as I do without having loved them as much as I did? Well, yeah. I mean, I think if you're a Vikings fan and you have watched them as long as you have, mm-hmm. you should be. You have every reason to be pissed off. Yeah, I can't take it anymore. I really can't take that. The failures year after year after year of that team. And a lot of it was based on the ego of the coach. A lot of it. Well, and right now, I mean, they've had a string now of GMs who have not exactly sparkled. No, terrible. And Quasi, I mean, you see these idiots. Trade uh, Justin Jefferson, get draft picks. What makes you think he's going to make good picks? <laughs> right. You've got the best receiver in football. You don't get rid of him. You right. find a quarterback who can throw the ball to him. Right. That's and, what you do. And you tr- yep. you're telling me you're trading Justin Jefferson so you can hope that you can draft another Justin Jefferson? <laughs> like, we already have him. Like, just right. everybody calm down. No, I agree with you exactly. 100%. You don't get rid of a guy like Justin Jefferson. You There's pay no him. Question. You let him break the you bank. You pay him. I agree. And he's got his Milk Duds commercial or whatever the hell those are. What are those commercials he's doing? He's doing the one for the uh, for the mattress, him and Jamar Chase. Yeah, that's right. Sleeping number, yeah. Did they do Milk Duds, too? Oh, he did one yesterday. He was on one. I think he's doing Little Little Caesars is the one I know because he's signing the autographs, and the kid's like, I want to be you one day. And he goes, how about today? And then it's like the little kid out there, and Justin Jefferson's like at home watching the game with the guy's dad. (laughs) What was the Super Bowl one where he had a kid? I thought they were trying to – young Quasey from Ghana. 
Remember Quasi the kid whose name was Quasi? Oh. That you know, I think it was about uh, what touch football or flag football. I don't know. Uh, what it was. I think I know which one you're one. talking about, but I don't remember the context of the ad. I thought, by the way, overall it was the worst ads of uh, for a Super Bowl. A lot I, of them were. You're right. I did like the Dunk Kings one, only for the line at the end when they're walking off in shame, and Matt Damon says, "Remember when I said I'd do anything for you? This was anything. <laughs> <laughs> this was anything, baby. That was that was pretty good to get. Uh, you know, Matt Damon and Affleck and Jen, uh, uh, Jennifer Lopez and Tom Brady all and, squeezed in one yeah. ad. <laughs> and Tom Brady's his assistant. <laughs> yeah. And also, I couldn't, I had to look up, is Dunkin's Dunkin' Donuts? It turned out it was. Mm-hmm. I had no idea right. what the ad was for because it wasn't clear. You ever been in Boston, Bob? Oh, yeah. Is there a block that doesn't have a Dunkin' Donuts on it? Uh, there's, yes, there's a, there, there's a few Dunkin' Donuts out there. That oh is like there. God. Isn't that the go to coffee in Boston? Yeah, yeah, Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Yeah, yeah, but there, literally, there's one on every city block in the city of Boston. There's a I, lot of them. See, my experience in Boston, I thought it was the best day city you could be in for Love walking it. around. Love but at it. night, I mean, the nightlife wasn't, it, it, you had a look to find it. Yeah, that's true. No, it's a good point. But, you know, one thing that you and I got uh, a leg up on going to Boston is we're both Catholic or grew up Catholic. That's a big deal in Boston. Yes, it is. Huge deal in Boston. And I still couldn't get used to the fact that I'm walking down the street and I look over and there's Paul Revere's grave. I'm like, what the hell? Well, that's what I mean. Right in the middle of the city, you see the graves of all the people who signed the declaration or, you know, all the the, the great American patriots. It's true. So, Sandy, your prediction, I know we only got one more minute left, your prediction of when are are the Vikings going to win that first Super Bowl, Bob? I'm hoping it's in the lifetime of my great, 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 great grandchildren. (laughs) I don't know. It might be a little early, Bob. Yeah, it might be too soon. <laughs> well, okay, do you think soon. they're not going to be next year? Take a look at no. how the, the no. Lions and the Packers are coming on, and the Bears have a chance to really yep. make a move in the draft because I think they, they actually know how to maneuver to get good talent, more better than uh, the way the Vikings do. So, so, in closing, how do you rate the Super Bowl from yesterday? I, I mean, it, I really enjoyed it. I found it, uh, it was fun to watch. And I loved Purdy, I thought, was was terrific for mm-hmm. the role he was given to play and McCaffrey. I mean, when you look at the way they I, – I guess we have to wonder how different it could have been if McCaffrey hadn't fumbled and if Dre Greenlaw didn't run off the sideline and, and snap his Achilles mm-hmm. because that yeah. would have been a different – you know, the defense would have been so much better with him out there. Right. But, I, I mean, I never doubted going in and because I said it after the – um, you know, during the NFC or AFC playoffs, you'd never bet against Mahomes. I would agree with that. He's incredible. He really he is. is incredible. He is indeed. He's got it all. He's a very smart guy, too, and I think that's maybe one of his great talents. He's very, very smart. And he made sure at the end, he's a family, he made sure his wife and kids were up love on the it. podium. Yep, love it. You know, That I, works I thought, for me. I thought that Kelsey would find a way to get uh, Taylor Swift up there, but he didn't, and <laughs> By the way, little anger issue there. He almost—it's a good thing that uh, that Andy reads. Like, what are those things where it's like weebles or somebody you push them and they bounce back? That's <laughs> yep. sort of what Andy did. That's the way he's built. He didn't go down. Got to be honest, Bob. I would literally trade him today. You do Kelsey? not grab the the coach like that. Get out. In other circumstances, that would have been a major problem with uh, a coach. But not this Andy. one. No, not Andy Reid. He just <laughs> lets it bounce off him. He I knows what he's got there. Yeah, but, you know, I'm sorry. What a prick. He was just grandstanding. You know he was doing that for 
what Taylor Sheridan? What's her name? <laughs> Swift. It could be. I what the hell her name is. All right, Sandy. We'll talk to you on Friday, Pally. I live for that moment. No, we See do. You. No, Absolutely. all of us. All See you, Tom. <laughs> Hey, Bob, we'll talk to you later, Bob. All right, Tom, see you, see you later, guys. Bob Sands, Fear Sports, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. We shall take a break. Be right back. Jeff Margolis, his memoir, We're Live in Five, My Extraordinary Life in Television. Jeff Margolis will join us right after this. Of course, Kristen Burt coming up, too. Have you enjoyed Minnesota's non-winter this year? Want to enjoy the warmth whenever you want? Two Minnesotans can help you live that dream. Matt Carlson from Realty One Group Destination Key West grew up in Litchfield, Minnesota. Started out helping his friends find homes locally and in Florida. And now he can help you. If you've considered living in the warmth of Florida, now is the time to reach out to your new friend in Realty, Matt Carlson. It's a buyer's market now, and your Minnesotan friend Matt can help you with a new home here or in the Florida Keys. And if you need some guidance with financing, Kristen Eklund from Coast to Coast Mortgage can help. Kristen is Matt's preferred lender, can finance anywhere in Florida, and like Matt, is one of us, as she hails from the Sartell, Alexandria area. So if you're looking at a new home in Minnesota or maybe that second home or retirement place in Florida, trust your new local friends. Contact Matt and Kristen. Visit OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest.com. Or call Matt at 612-791-2345, 612-791-2345, and work with local professionals you can trust. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Let me know when Jeff's ready to go, if you would. He's all set. All set. Jeff Margolis, ladies and gentlemen, his memoir, We're Live in Five, My Extraordinary Life in Television. It is released tomorrow on the 13th of February with forward by Billy Crystal. I love Billy Crystal. Uh, with great blurbs from Whoopi Goldberg, Quincy Jones, the whole shooting match. Jeff, how are you doing today? 
I'm good, Tom. How are you doing? Marvelous. Now, where, where did you all Excellent. work in television? Where did we all work? Yeah, I mean, where did you work? All the different. Did you work in a bunch of different cities, or how, how did it? How did your TV no, career no, develop? No, basically, you know, basically it was Los Angeles, uh, oh, which okay. is where most of the major studios are. But you know, anytime I did a special or anything that was out of the country or out of the city, or so I traveled all over the world doing shows during my career. I was very fortunate to have that opportunity. So, um, you know, uh, one year on the Oscars, we did uh, a themed show called Movies Around the World, and we sent five big actors to, you know, major countries around the world. And so I got to travel to each one of those countries to sort of, you know, do a survey trip and set it all up. And, you know, I did magic specials with David Copperfield over the Grand Canyon and things like that, you know, Kenny Rogers concert somewhere in mm -hmm. Georgia and Lionel Richie in New York and, you know, so all over the place. Aside from directing the Oscars eight times, as a matter of fact, Jeff has directed the CMAs, AMAs, SAG Awards, primetime and daytime Emmys, over 150 award shows, specials, and variety series. And what's amazing is Jeff is only 18 years old, so just kidding. <laughs> Just had my 18th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you got all of that done before your 18th birthday. How did that all happen, Jeff? I mean, that's a lot of big shot uh, directing there. Well, I started uh, in the late 60s, early 70s, when television was still in its infancy and uh, had a chance to grow with television, had a chance to try new things. And, and, um, you know, you, you need to, when you're given the opportunity to do something, you have to have the talent to back it up. I always wanted, to, I knew I wanted to be a television director. I started watching TV when I was five years old. Couldn't take my eyes off of it. And as I started to get older, my dream was one day to direct the Oscars. And I worked toward that. You know, you... Um, you get an opportunity, you do good work, somebody sees it and they want you to do their show and they call you up and then somebody else sees it. And If you've got the talent and you do good work and uh, you're easy to work with and you're collaborative, you can do a lot in the business. No, I guess it. Jeff, let me ask you a question. Do you ever do any voiceover? Only on my own shows. I've done a little bit of voiceover, but I thought about, you know, I, I thought about maybe having a second career and doing that. <laughs> no, I, I just, it just seemed, because I'm looking at your picture and you're hearing your voice and stuff, because uh, I did voiceover for about 35 years, and, and uh, I thought I might have worked with you at, at one point, but if you had never done voiceover, I guess I had. You just look familiar, is all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we ran into something, but... Somewhere along the way. It's a possibility. But, okay, so where were you born? I was born in Los Angeles, oh, born okay. and raised. So you always knew this is what you wanted to do. I mean, you're, growing, you're born and raised in Los Angeles. You're growing up. Everything's around you. So how old do you, do you remember how old you were? You went, well, this is what I want to do. Well, I'll tell you the story, and it's in my book, but I'll just I'll tell you quickly. When I was five years old, my dad was in the electronics business, and
one day he brought home this little wooden box with a piece of glass on the front of it, and he plugged it into the wall, and there were people <laughs> inside of it. Yep. And I, that was it for me. I, how did those people get in there? What were they doing? And so that's really when I started. I was always interested in TV. I never stopped watching. And as I got older and TV got a little bit more sophisticated, I just wanted to know how it all worked. And I became so interested in it, and I just followed my dream. And I ended up in, at UCLA in the film and television school. And while I was going there, I got a job um, actually at NBC working on a real show and uh, got to, you know, see what the, see how it all works, how it's all put together, see what the people do. And I just I couldn't stop, you know. And no, I, I knew that I was always very musical as a kid growing up. I had a lot of musical talent. I played the piano and the guitar. And, and so uh, I sort of knew what I wanted to do, and I followed my dream. You know, it's interesting, being around, because like I said, I did voiceover for 35 years. So back in the day, before, uh, you know, a little uh, thing called the Internet, if you did a commercial in Chicago, Los Angeles, uh, New York, uh, you could just do that from your own house today. But back in those days, you had to get on an airplane and go to Los Angeles or Chicago or New York or whatever. Right. And and yeah. your list of people, a lot of them, these people I ran into doing voiceover stuff and all the rest of it, some looking at your list of the people that you met, some of them I would have loved to have met. I never met Frank Sinatra or Meryl Streep or Barbra Streisand, and you can keep going down the list. What's that like, I mean, to hang around... These are huge stars. I mean, it, does it feel different? Well, no, you know, I never, <clears throat> everybody, you, you know, I had a philosophy, and I don't know if I should really say this. It is in my book, though, but um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> everybody gets up in the, everybody gets up in the morning and goes and pees. We all do that. We get up in the morning and we pee. And I look at every everybody that I ever worked with and figured they got up in the morning just like I did. Mm -hmm. So they're just they're just like me. So you know when you work with this big town, of course you have the respect for them. You have to have the respect for them. And uh, but you don't. I I don't think you need to. I think that if you treat them normally, if you don't put them up on a pedestal and kowtow to them and back away. And you need to, as a producer, director, you, you have a mission, you have something to do, you need their help in doing it, they're the talent, and you need to be strong to get done what you need to get done. So you yes. talk to them like you talk normally to anybody. But I think that's the only way they're comfortable. If you if they're if you're treating them in a different manner than you would anybody else, that would probably make them very uncomfortable. I would think. Well, you treat them with the respect that they deserve. Yeah. Yep. And you yep. know, and and some of them, you know, there are some performers in in movies, television, and the recording industry. There's some performers who are difficult. You know, and oh. they demand a little bit more. Yeah, and they demand a little bit more time and a little bit more respect. And you just have to understand that. And, you know, what you learn is that most of the artists who get nasty or you think that they're being mean to you or 
usually it's because of their own insecurities. Sure. They just want to be the best they can doing it. And it's, it's a lot being in front of the camera. You know, I'm behind the camera as the producer and the director. I know what it's like being on the other side of the camera, being in front of it. It's tough. It's a big responsibility. And some people get uncomfortable, and you just have to know how to deal with them. See, I love the fact your memoir, We're Live in Five, My Extraordinary Life in Television, released tomorrow. And I have just watched in the last few days, the name of the show is not We Are the World, but I keep forgetting the name of the show. The Greatest <laughs> Night they, in Pop. Right, the great, Greatest Night in the Pop. The Greatest Night in Pop. And you know what it reminded me of, Jeff, the fact that I never got a chance to meet Michael Jackson. I walked past him one time, but I never met him. And looking uh, back at all of those wonderful people, I think they said 10 of them are now dead. But my God, what yeah. talent. I know, it was incredible. That night was really unbelievable. It was, we did the American Music Awards. It was the night the American Music Awards yes. was live yep. on ABC. And because Ken Cragen, who put the We Are the World together, because he knew all that talent was going to be here for that show, they decided to record We Are the World that evening. So everybody left the American Music Awards and went to this studio in Hollywood and uh, spent the entire night uh, putting that thing together. It was quite amazing. It's a good documentary, isn't it? No question about it. And I, who would have ever thought that Waylon Jennings wouldn't want to sing in Swahili? <laughs> I thought that was a wonderful moment. I was like, no, nah, I ain't doing this, man. He just walked out. I thought that was hilarious. I, I Jeff, know. I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy reading your memoir. We're live in five, My Extraordinary Life in Television. It's released tomorrow. So many great stories about so many great people. Uh, the one that jumps out at me is Carol Burnett. I've dealt with Carol several times. She could not have been nicer to me. What, I mean, some people apparently have had problems with it. I, I thought she was one of the nicest people I've ever met. I agree with you. She couldn't have been kinder and more talented and yep. sweet as can be. She was such a pleasure. I loved working with her. I understand why you would. Jeff, uh, if you ever make it into town on your book tour or anything, you got to come into studio, pal, all right? I'll do it for you, and if you ever want me to come back, uh, just talk after the book comes out, if you want to talk some more, I'll make myself available for you. Well, let's do that, because I would love it when the book comes out uh, tomorrow. Give it a couple of weeks, and I'd like to, love to have you back and see how things are going, all right? My pleasure. I'd love to come back. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Margolis, ladies and gentlemen. We're live in five, my extraordinary life in television. God, he, uh, Julie Andrews, Garth Brooks, Carol Burnett, Billy Ray Cyrus, Celine Dion, Amy Grant, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, Winona, Reba McIntyre, Bette Midler, Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers, Frank Sinatra, Meryl Streep, Barbara Streisand, Oprah, Trisha Yearwood, and we can stop there. He has worked with all of them, and he didn't have any bad word to say about any of them. Think about that. No, and You know what, Jeff? Step your game up and work with some stars. Yeah, I mean, that's like, that's like B-list at right. best. Get some you know? A-list Come on. Come on. Jeez. You're better than that, Jeff. You know, that is kind of cool, though, I'm sure you guys have been through. Well, maybe, you know, it's earlier in career, so maybe not. But superstars, pretty much the real superstars, are all extremely nice people when you yeah. meet them in person. Yep. There are some people who think they're superstars, like that one little prick that was on... 
God, what was his name again? <laughs> oh, every time we had him in the studio, I was like, I'm going to punch this guy right in the head if you bring him back here again. What was yeah. his name again? What was the name of that show? Entourage? He was on oh, Entourage. Uh, would you, you're not talking about Jeremy Piven? Yes. Oh, God, what an asshole. Did you, were you around any, any times that he would come into studio? No, I was not. But I've yeah, I've not heard a ton of great things. And usually, you're right, oh. Tom. It's the kind of B-list celebrity yes. that yep. thinks they're a bigger deal. And I, yep. this is how A-list celebrities act. So that's how I'm going to act. They're the ones that are paying the ass. But once you've you know made it in Hollywood, I feel like you're like, okay, I'm just a regular person. Like I'll be normal Absolutely. and mellow out. Very, very good point. I I will never forget sitting in Studio B at the queue. He came in for like the third time. He kept coming into the studio, even though he knew I hated his guts. But he comes in the studio, and he brought some other guy with him. And we're on the air, so I look at the other guy and go, what's your name, sir? He goes, I don't know what his name was. Let's say it's George. He goes, oh, my name is George. Piven goes, "Uh, Tom, I don't know if you know those or not. You're supposed to be interviewing me, not him. And I said, why don't you calm down? I will handle it. Take it easy. Relax. And he really, he did not like that at all. I don't think anybody's ever told him to shut the hell up or I'll knock your ass out. Something like that. What a prick that man is. Well, you notice he's just disappeared. Have yeah. you seen him in the last five years? No, and I'm sure Kristen has some great Jeremy Piven Ooh, stories as well. But uh, I- I like that segue right there, ladies and gentlemen. We'll take a break and be right back. We're going to find out from Kristen Burt what a prick Jeremy Piven actually is. <laughs> we'll be right back. February is the month for love. When is the last time you gave your carpet the love and attention it really deserves? Have you gotten down on your hands and knees and adored how clean and refreshed it was? Or are you scared what you might see or smell maybe not only is your carpet one of the biggest investments in your home but it's also the biggest air filter in your house lucky for you zero res is going to spread the love to you and your home with their love your rug special get three rooms zero resified starting at just 119 bucks and a free hallway don't forget dirt and dander's favorite hiding place your air ducts this month takes 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean Call Zero Res right now, 952-ZERO-RES, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, or go online at ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the Tom Bernard Show special. Protect your employees and customers by getting your business Zero Resified by the pros at Zero Res. Call today for your commercial cleaning estimate. Spell it forward or backward. It spells the same. Zero res. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. 
The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Bird Entertainment News is brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, time for the Kristen take, the KB2 take. Oh, by the way, one of the first, you know, I jumped back on social media. I told you that. Jump on Facebook. Mm -hmm. One of the first messages I get is, you're so lucky to be working with KB too. And I went, oh Christ! <laughs> You're like, delete, block, delete, delete block. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got a lot of fans out there. Is all I'm saying. Oh, your listeners are so sweet. They write me messages almost every day. I they hear do, from them. Yeah. So, yep. It is a wonderful thing. So, I, should I? I got to tell her my my little gaffe that I that I had yesterday with social media. Because oh, yeah. I'm still going through and trying to get used to it, and because all the stuff pops, there's a lot more angles to it than there were 12 years ago when I got off social media. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, a lot of different things going on. So I read this one post from a woman whose son has put on a lot of weight, and she said, "Tom, is there any way you could call him? Here's his number. If you just give him a call and give him some, you know, positive thoughts and all the rest of it, I think he's a big fan of yours, and I think he would listen if you called him." So uh, I'm getting set to call the number and all the rest of it. I look down. The post was sent to me six years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God I didn't call the guy. He'd be, what the hell do you want? He'd be like, I lost 100 pounds years ago. You told me I'm... This doesn't make any sense. What the hell are you talking about? I'm thin as a damn rail. What are you calling me for? Go, I'm going to the Olympics. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was getting bullied exactly. by Tom Bernard. Yeah, it's a good thing that I noticed that it was six years ago that he sent the message. So, you know, it all worked out in the end. I'm catching up after all these You're years. You're catching up after 12 years away. <laughs> 12 years away, I'm catching up again. But what the hell. So what's happening in your life? Did you watch Super Bowl? I did watch the Super Bowl. I watched to the bitter end, and I want to say that is probably the first time I've watched the entire football game from start to finish. Really? And I I will say that the ending was a nail-biter because I thought Mm -hmm. when we were down to 10 seconds, I'm like, if this doesn't happen the way it's supposed to, the ending was supposed to be with Kansas City winning. We we get this. This is like the Hollywood (laughs) fairy tale, right? Right. Because this is how we're going to do the Netflix movie or whatever it is. Um, The fact that, especially like Taylor Swift flew all the way from Tokyo. She has to come out with the win. Uh, And it it was really fascinating to watch both teams really step up to Mm -hmm. the plate and and fight for that Super Bowl, that Lombardi trophy. So good for both of them. What'd you think of the halftime show? I've been waiting on bated breath to get the official review. I thought it was amazing. 10 out of 10. Loved it. You know what I, I, I loved about it? It was kind of chaotic in many ways because there was so much going on all the time. But I kind of thought that there was something for everyone. And if you kind of looked at social media, people 
really enjoyed it. I, I saw very few complaints. And usually the halftime show is very divisive. People either mm -hmm. loved it or they hated it. And I thought that Usher appealed to a really wide audience, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he was on roller skates. He brought out Ludacris. Her just randomly shows up and starts playing the guitar. Like, Her shows John. up so he could change into his roller skates. Yeah. You guys know that, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was a great showcase, though, you know, because obviously it was a male-heavy show. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden he's like, here's an opportunity. Yeah, we had Alicia Keys, but here's an opportunity to kind of showcase her and her talents. And he's like, by the way, I'm out of here. I got to go have a costume and a <laughs> uh, shoe change. <laughs> Good God. I didn't see any of that because as I told the guys at the beginning of the show this morning, Jude had to poop. So we took him out and I didn't see any of the halftime show. Uh, your wife told all of the internet that that happened. So we knew oh, last night did. that. <laughs> I didn't realize she told I was told like, is he doing that. his homework? She's like, no, he took Jude out. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yep, we took Jude out and Judy. And by the way, it turned out he didn't have to poop. He was just being a pain in the ass. He um, wanted you to get out of your homework. It's like the dog ate my homework. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's come right. Come to life. That's exactly right. <laughs> Um, I thought the first half of the game was extremely boring. I thought the third quarter was okay. But that fourth quarter, here he comes. Unbelievable. What a talent. I know Patrick Mahomes did a great yeah. job. Really a great he job. Did. And, you know, funny, though, I feel like the big winner, because we've been talking about Taylor Swift, we've been talking about Usher in terms of entertainment. Mm -hmm. I actually think that Beyonce came out to be probably the most buzzed about topic. Do you think so, yeah. Tevin? Yeah, it, I thought it was strange that during the Super Bowl, she announces, I'm making a country album. Is that what she's doing? Like, yeah, I'm curious it as to why she decided then to announce it. But that seems to be all anybody's talking about now is... Beyonce's new album instead Beyonce. of Taylor's. Well, maybe because of 300 million people were watching, they might have something to do with it. And, and the Verizon <laughs> commercial, which I know they ran twice. I saw it yeah, twice at yep, least. Yep. And I thought, how much money did they pay Beyonce? And I thought it was a clever ad because, you know, like Beyonce's president, but they put her as BOTUS instead of POTUS. Mm -hmm. Like they were making some like clever puns in all of it. But I thought that must have been an absolute fortune. But to me, it was almost like, Taylor Swift randomly announcing her album at the Grammys. Like everyone's hijacking big events because yep. the eyeballs are there. So it's all about money. It, it is all about money. But yep. these are the two women that led the tours for 2023 and they're mm -hmm. showing up for 2024 going, watch what we have for our next chapter. So good for them. I have to ask you because Taylor Swift's boyfriend was a total asshole at the end of that game, screaming at his coach, grabbing him. I mean, if I were the head coach, he'd be gone today. I don't care how good he is. I was surprised they both laughed it off. Um, if know. you saw them in the press, they both said, yep, it's the stakes of the game. Nope. I don't know. I mean, I, and that happened, I think, in the first quarter, actually. Yeah. It was early in the game. Yep. Um, it was a side to Travis a lot of us haven't seen, so. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, I I mean, it's like we had a guy crying during the national. Like, this is an emotional game. Yeah. So, like, tempers are going to flare and stuff, and, you know, we, we know how, like, as soon as you can fall behind, who knows that it can snowball and then just get out of control. So, and I feel like, I feel like football fans have seen that before. Maybe not necessarily, like, 
Kirk Cousins did that with Mike Zimmer. And granted, mm. it was much different circumstances, but, right. you know, game-winning field goal, and he grabbed by the collar and was, like, was screaming in his face and stuff like that. But I, I, I don't know if that's the biggest deal. I mean... Yeah, it, well, it, it's, I would say it's definitely a, not a maybe trade him and get cut him. He needs to retire, but... Yeah. I think, yeah, you get emotional, but at the same time, you've been in a Super Bowl before. You should be able to keep your composure and conduct yourself like an adult. I guess my point is I see how they were easily able to just kind of like push it aside and be like, yeah, you know, we're just going to move past it. Winning a Super Bowl helps smooth that over a lot more. If they lose, it's a completely different thing. If they had lost, yeah, what would the narrative have been today? And that would have been interesting. And we also know that the eyeballs are on Travis Kelsey right now, too, Mm -hmm. because of his romance with Taylor Swift. So that's also another thing that in my the back of my head I'd probably be thinking about. You yeah. think so? <clears throat> yeah. Okay, yeah. word of warning to the three of you. Don't ever do that to me because it ain't going to go well for you. I'll tell you. I will do my best to push you. <laughs> yeah, you push me all the time. You push me all the time. In Los Angeles. The <laughs> there she goes. Yeah, I just, I, I have a real aversion to that. People grabbing grabbing somebody's arm and screaming in their face don't do that yeah Ugh. i mean i'm five three so uh, there's not a lot of screaming to be had and there's also not a lot of pushing like you're just gonna like <laughs> use a finger and push me over so you could scream right into my chest that'd be great listen here bernard <laughs> no, i'm short i don't have a lot of muscle power like i understand my limitations i do not get into physical altercations nor do i get into verbal ones because i know they can turn into physical altercations. oh god yes no, no question about that okay we only got a couple of minutes left so I, I just any special foods you guys ate during the show the super bowl i'm talking about any any special things happen I made a delicious chicken buffalo dip Ooh. in my little crock pot, which I haven't used for a while. And <laughs> Bill came home and he was like, what is cooking? And I was like, it's chicken <laughs> buffalo dip. So he, I don't think he heard that I said dip. He just, I think he just heard chicken buffalo. So he like spoons it and like brings it in a big bowl. And I'm like, it's not like a meal. It's like a dip. Where are your chips? It's veggies. <laughs> I'm just gonna spoon it. See, I love and that. Eat it. I know, but I was like, it's just like a big thing of like cream cheese and cheddar cheese. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's great. I just was like, you want something to like kind of counteract all of that cheese. Well, that sounds good though. How about you two guys? Eat anything special? Yeah, I made some. Uh, made like some Asian zing wings, buffalo wings. Made some sliders. Excellent. Did it all up. Yeah. I, AJ, uh, what do you got? Um, I had some. I had like a lunch with my parents. My dad was making like ribs and stuff like that. And then I went uh, the Super Bowl party. I went to somebody made like these. Uh, like I love bruschetta, but somebody made like a bruschetta with ricotta and then like uh, strawberry on top. It was different. It was it was insanely good. But then you know just this casual like buffalo chicken dip, yeah. the stuff that makes you feel like garbage, but tastes oh so good. Yep. There you have it. So look at all the fun you had. You had good chow. You had a good time. You enjoyed some prick screaming at his boss, grabbing his arm. You know, it was a great night. I might try that at the offices here later today. Just go find somebody. I think you should. See what HR has to say, AJ. I can't wait. Let me just tell you something. Yeah, okay. But AJ's not here tomorrow. We know. Yeah, Yeah, I'm giving you guys a warning. If I'm not here tomorrow, you know why. We'll be I like, oh, jeez, AJ. <laughs> All right, you hun yucks. Enjoy the rest of your day. Um, 
we'll be continuing on with this conversation because I have not read a, a word about it. I didn't read anything in, uh, you know, on the screen in a newspaper, any of that stuff. I'm going to read that stuff now. But uh, I got to pretty much close the show by saying he's pr- he's definitely one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Uh, he's getting very close, if not already there, to being the best quarterback of all time because he's won three Super Bowls and he's 28. Really? He's catching up with Tom Brady, I'll tell you. He's, he's been in the same amount of Super Bowls as the Vikings have been, and he's 28 Just, years okay. old. Think about that. And <laughs> shut it off. Exactly. Think about that. Shut it all off. All right, we got to go. Tevin's going to start crying, so we got to yeah. go. <laughs> Kristen Reba Bird. McIntyre tears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Kristen Bird Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.